0: Plushcare dot com slash weight loss.
1: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendez. This is the big match preview on this week's show. We will, of course, be gearing up for Saturday's trip up to Shrewsbury, but also we're going to continue in our quest to try and work out what Charlton's best 11 is. Joining me as we try and get our head around that, first up, top right, Sat. Well, he claims he's not in a cave, but there's no proof otherwise. Is that Mr. Mark Newbury? How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I promise I'll pay me, pay me electric bill by the next time I'm on. So I'm, <laughs> all,
2: I'm OK, mate. I'm recovering, as you know.
1: So. Yeah, one of the uh, legions of people who seem to have COVID at the moment. Obviously, Mark, they're sat in the dark uh, for uh, for our own sake. Uh, and also join us on the bottom of the screen, uh, not on holiday for some reason, is uh, Sue Gather. How are you doing, Sue?
3: I'm all good. I'm on countdown to the next one, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You could spend more time on holiday than you do at home. Uh, right, so uh, as I said on this week's show, uh, we're going to hear from Miles Lieber shortly, actually, um, because I wanted to delve into um, the fact that he has to play out wide in this 4-3-3. So that was something quite interesting that we obviously picked up the last couple of weeks. Uh, I asked Miles about that, so we can hear from him his views about the formation we're playing before we then try and mush our team into that 4-3-3, because we are trying to find our best 11 uh, as uh, as a Charlton side in that formation that that Mickey Apple seems to have um has uh, favoured so far, so we're going to hear from uh, Lee and we're going to hear from you guys in the chat uh, as well as we try and get our head around this uh, best eleven. Good evening to uh, to Bob to All Hell, let loose to Jay to Paul, Andrew, Keith, Michael, Joe, and Charlton fan who are already in there as well. Let us know what you think. Uh, should or who you think should be in our best 11? Uh, get your comments in on YouTube, or you can email us, studio at chaltonlive.co.uk, uh, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live. later on in the show. Uh, as we turn our attention to the trip to Shropshire uh, on Saturday, we're going to hear from Dan from Salop Cast. Uh, he's going to give us a lowdown uh, on Salop, uh, and uh, we'll hear a little bit from uh, Mickey Apples ahead of the game as we look ahead to it from a, a Cholton uh, point of view. Um, let's dive straight in to the audio, I think, because we have got a lot to be getting through uh, this evening. Um, so, yeah, Miles Eben, we spoke to him after the game uh, over the weekend. Obviously, that fantastic 3 1 win uh, over Wickham, in which uh, Miles uh, opened the goal scoring with an excellent finish after being played in uh, by Tyrese Campbell. That was Miles' first uh, league goal uh, of the campaign. And of course, it came in the first half where we'd started okay. It felt like it quietened down a bit. And I was getting a bit aggie by the fact that miles was playing really well but the majority of his work was out on the right hand side and then he drifted inside and scored so i was like oh, i wonder what he feels about that uh, so let's hear what miles has to say about playing slightly out wide in the 4 playing in this this slightly different formation obviously a 4 um before your I or you, you're having loads of really good touches but you're having those touches obviously out wide because that's where you're mm-hmm. required to be how does that feel as a striker who wants to be in there getting goals
0: to be honest, it's just about <clears throat> doing what the manager asks. And if it's out wide for me, then I just got to do that job. And obviously, making sure I'm getting on the end of crosses from Corey and being at that back post and even putting in crosses myself. And yeah, it's just, just about getting the job done. And I think I've done it well today. And obviously, we've got the three points and I've got a goal. So yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and the tracking back, what's that, what's that like to deal with as a striker?
0: It's <laughs> so obviously different for me. But uh, yeah, no, I think, to be fair, I think I. Track back quite well today, making sure. Obviously, I can't just leave James by himself because that's just like, not got a good team play. But, yeah, obviously, it's, it's an extra bit of fitness. And, and I think the more I play in that position or the more minutes I get anyway, I just I think it will come and I'll find it easier. We've
1: got some, we've got some options up front now. Obviously, now that, now that Chooks is back, Tejic has come on and scored his goal to them. There's, some, there's some, a lot of competition up there.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good, healthy competition because we're all encouraging each other and all happy for each other when we score. And it's just, yeah, it's healthy competition isn't it
1: yeah and uh i mean looking at the season as a whole obviously it hasn't started the way that anyone wanted it to but trying to free unbeaten now obviously see a big win against a you know probably a playoff chasing side today how, how are the players feeling about what's still achievable this year yeah
0: it's a big confidence boost and like you say the, the free unbeaten and we just hope to keep building on it and obviously hopefully keep getting these wins and, and racking up points and getting up there
1: well, can you tell us about the, the the new manager coming in what's his uh, sort of methods been like
0: yeah, he's been very on the on the fitness side, making sure we're getting our fitness up, which is good for me because I didn't have a preseason, so it's helping me just build up my fitness. And yeah, I think making sure that our defence is like solid and we're defending these crosses and making sure we're strong on set plays, and it's been very strong on that side. And I think it's been very very helpful for us, especially in this three, and we've been unbeaten in. Yeah, is
1: that something that the players as a whole feel like we we probably could have done better last season, maybe fitness?
0: Yeah, I think obviously on the set plays, like we could, especially at the beginning of the season, we didn't look as strong. And I think he's come in and worked on it, and I think it's made us, uh, it's worked for better. And we look a lot stronger when we're defending these corners and, and wide free kicks.
1: There we go. That was Miles Leburn on Saturday after the win uh, against Wickham. Obviously, asked him uh, about a few different bits, but the the four three three. Then Mark, you know, we 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 have got a lot of um, forward options now. As I was saying to Miles there, and I said it to to Michael Appleton as well about the juggling he has to do to try and fit all of our different striking potential players in, into this 4-3-3, which does leave someone who can get loads of goals like Miles Lieber further out wide. Um, I mean, Michael did say as the season progressed, he could see all of those players playing different roles in that front three. But I mean, is it one you favour? I've always liked a front two, but it's not exactly, it didn't exactly go wrong on Saturday, did it?
2: No. Um, I've always been castigated for like, being an old 4-4-2 advocate and I'm thinking you know, that's the best way to play, but obviously in a modern game, you want your front three to be flexible, which they showed on Saturday. I think I think it's finding the right combination. When you've got someone who's working as hard as Alfie, um, who, who literally just doesn't stop flitting about, um, and then you can supplement that with Corey on one side, and yeah, he's played miles out, And like I say, he was effective when he came in. Great finish, very calm, you know, for for getting the ball out under his feet, quick feint of the shoulders and burying it. And I think like most young players, as as he is, they just want to play. So if the gaffer tells him, right, go and play on the wing, he's going to go, yeah, I'm going to play on the wing. He's not going to, you know, throw his toys, which he's just put away out of the pram. And I think we've got those... What we said, we felt sorry for Dean because the options are there now, which he didn't have a month ago. And you say, you know, it could have been all different. What Appleton's got now is options, but he's also got a bit more tactical now of how to use those options. And for Miles, it's only going to improve his game because you will think, look in the Premier League, Thierry Henry started out as a winger, but became one of the most feared strikers. And so had that on his bow. And there's other, you know, people who've gone out wide and have managed to... Be flexible across front three. I would always go for a 4 4 2 because I think if you've got wingers putting balls in and you've got a big one and a little one up front, you're going to cause problems. You're going to, you know, Miles is, he's, he's, I know he's, he's going to sound stupid. He's tall for six foot four, if you know what I mean. He carries himself well. He puts himself around well. We've seen taller strikers than him, like Simon Mackinac, not being able to head a ball and get onto things, but he holds the ball well. So, Playing out where he is, I, I've got no qualms about it. If If are going to play 4-4-3, four, four, which I think is going to be the preferred thing, he's got to be in that front three somewhere. But he's got to learn the flexibility of being the man in the middle. He's got to learn the flexibility of being a man who drops out to the side because they're going to have to mark him. And so if they send someone further, bigger up, it's going to leave space, which we have to exploit. So I think it proved saturday that it works and he can fit
1: into that system and remember he is still learning Mm. i mean it's an interesting point jim saying i agree with louis the team would look better if he swapped Miles Lee Byrne and Alfie May around. I'm not convinced that's even what I'm saying because then you'd have Alfie out wide, and then I'd have that same issue about not having, you know, someone like Alfie who was a certified goal getter right in front of the goal. Like it's it's an interesting one. I mean, Stephen saying I'm liking the three so far, but for me that would be Corey Blackett, Taylor May, and Chem Campbell. So it's interesting that because again you look at the last two games i guess may, maybe the Stevenage game we didn't create a great deal but we certainly stuck in the game and enjoyed a lot of possession in the second half and you know against wickham we we we, we had a few chances we scored a you know an excellent goal right at the end to, to kill it off but it, it it almost goes to highlight the fact that i mean it's a night it's actually a nice position for the manager to be in so that we have we've possibly got too many forward options for us to Fit in, you know. We, we're sitting here trying to work out how to get all our best players in, and and then the question becomes: Well, does it become you you, you fit a formation because of the players you've got, or you change or, or you know, you stick with formation because it's worked so far? And if that means Chem Campbell's not in the front three, or, or we're missing Miles Leburn at some point, then it, it's a real headache, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and just like just what you were saying about that flexibility, like I don't see why we have to stick to a set formation I guess when you're doing your tactics about the, the team that you're playing against do you not then think about actually if you become too predictable in playing a certain formation that then leaves you open to, to teams being better set up against you so I think the joy of having that many players in those positions is that you can be flexible you can mix it up you can that you can change your formation during the game if it's not working like obviously saturday it worked free up the free up front it worked i like, i think what you are both saying about having players that that learn the positions in not so much alfie because he's older but Someone like Miles that's going to get another string to his bow, like by learning to play out wide, not always being that that front target man. It's it's just going to strengthen the side in the long run. But yeah, definitely, I, I feel I feel like there's over the years we've messed around different, obviously with different managers, but all these different formations and like certain managers want to play a certain way, but why should you you play to your strengths and you you play whoever's like the better players to play on that day you fit that formation around them and what mm. what's going to try and get you the best result against whoever it is you're playing um so yeah it is a headache for for Mickey but at the same time it gives him those options he doesn't have to like I've already said, you can start off for three, three, and then think actually this ain't quite working. Let's pull one back and just go go with the two up front. See,
0: hmm.
3: it's yeah, it's I, I think it's a, a massive bonus, massive.
1: Yeah, I mean, Stephen saying you can't get all your best players in. Uh, burn and Anike uh, can come. From the bench, uh, Joseph uh, said it's been a while since we've had too many players for a position. It's a nice headache to have. Uh, we haven't got a team that we've got positions with good players and we have to ask some of them to play out of position to play. So, for example, and if, if I wanted to play two up top and we're talking about a 3-5-2, then we come back to well, we haven't really got wing backs. Like, I love Corey Blackett-Taylor. I think I think he's, he's really come on this season, but still, he's a forward-minded player and you don't want him to have to think about as much tracking back as you have to do in the wing-back uh, formation. I mean, Alex is saying we should have had uh, Tyrese out wide, uh, Lee Burn up front next to uh, Ash, uh, Alfie May as Tyrese is an actual winger uh, and not a central player. So then that comes back to if you're going to play 4-4-2, which you, you don't see that many rigid 4-4-2s now. I and mean, all hell let loose is asking if Mark was to play, will we play a diamond in midfield? So, I mean, b- basically th- this conversation at the top there and speaking to Miles has served, so I have to show why we are trying to do this 4-3-3, three, three, why we're going to do the best eleven like that, because that's how we're playing at the moment. But it does have its its sort of bonuses and and its uh, and its downsides as well. I mean, just quickly, would you have gone diamond midfield, Mark? Is that is that the way you see? No, us two wingers. Getting? I so, mean,
2: yeah, i was going to go two wingers. Um, Campbell and Campbell put the, put them on either side, um, it's, and then let them raid up and down. Um, I know it's. It's probably unlucky for Corey, but I think he's another one of those players the guy just said about having your players who can come on from a bench and uh, attack it. You know, Corey's one of those players, I think if you had him on from a bench, I know he started um last few games, but he again, he's another dangerous player. So no, I'd go I go for a flat flat midfield. Um, yeah. And I know what Sue says about adapting to how other teams play, but I always say, I always think, make them worry about you more than you worry about them. Because if you start worrying how they're setting up, you know, matching, that's what half time's for. You can then say if it's working or not working and then tweak around. But let them deal with your your strengths first, as opposed to trying to sort of like counteract their strengths. Because mm-hmm. you become a a reactive side as opposed to we want to be a proactive side. You know, yeah, I understand we say it becomes and this is what happened with Carl. We did become a bit predictable in the way we played, but I think now we've got a bit more. It's going to so find a bit more youth and inexperience flitting around, so it might not be that way all the time anyway. So mm. you know they're going to get used to playing in a certain way. But no, I'm four four two two wingers.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I just can't see a world where you don't start Corey at the moment, even if he's a great impact player. I mean, especially now that he's been going 90 minutes as well. I mean, someone made a good point earlier on, Chris, uh, saying uh, Mickey Apple's comments post game about Corey worried me basically enjoying while you can. And that I mean, that is the situation we're in at the moment. Um, uh, all hell let loose, reckons I wouldn't be able to play as a defensive midfielder uh, in, in a flat four. Uh, Steven saying, I can see where Sue is coming from, but I don't think it helps the team to keep changing the formation. We have the players to play 4-3-3 with plenty of pace. So there, we've we've, we've discussed the formation. Uh, we are sticking with the 4 free free for now with the best 11 because that is what Mickey Apples has uh, laid down as the law uh, since he's come in. So let let's try and do... Mate, we might even only do the middle three of the of the best 11 here because this is going to take a while. But, um, let, let's uh let's bring it up on screen. While I bring it up on screen, we got a good message from Adam uh just before the show started saying, uh, Looking forward to tonight's Charlton Live. Uh, the best starting 11 is a very inv- uh, interesting conversation, it goes to show how disjointed the start has been. Quite a few players. Uh, we say could or should be in this team, but we haven't seen enough of them yet uh, to make a decision. The likes of Louis Watson, Terry Taylor, tina Watson, all look good so far, uh, but not really seen enough to say either way. The only real certains are May Dobbo and Corey Blackett-Taylor, brackets, unless you're Mark, who would stick him on the bench, apparently. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, right, I'll, I'll pull up onto the screen. Those of you joining us on YouTube, you'll be able to see it on the screen. Those of you on the podcast, don't worry too much that you can't see because I will explain uh, as we go through. But last week, uh, we had quite a long discussion uh, about the goalkeeper and we landed on Maynard Brewer. And that was including the votes that came in from the chat. Um, uh, so, that that's who we've gone with in goal. Then... In the back four, and, and it was quite a brave decision for us at right back because we went for 10A Watson, having never seen him play at that point uh, in a Charlton shirt. But a lot of people chose, I think, the uh, experience of 10A over, uh, over the, the inexperience, but also the youthful exuberance, of course, of um, Asimwe, who I, I still think is going to have a very good career for us. Left back, uh, Tao Eden was pretty much the the nailed on choice there because I think we decided we didn't actually have anyone else there who plays as there as his natural position. Now, of course, that you know, does include um, Terrell Thomas, who came in and did quite well uh, last week, to be fair, uh, to him at left back. Jones was an absolute cert for centre-half uh, based on both the discussions we had. And then Michael Hector was perhaps the, the controversial choice, I think, at centre-back. He wasn't nailed on with everyone in the chat. Certainly wasn't nailed on with me. Um, You know, I think there's been some mistakes there. But again, we looked at some of that inexperience in the back line. Uh, And that's where we landed. So we've got the back five sorted, the goalkeeper and the back four. So now this is where it's going to get potentially interesting, potentially difficult. We're into the midfield three. Now on the screen currently, uh, this was how we started at Stevenage when we, the the, the, the game previously to when we first did this. Uh, So we had Chem Campbell on the left side of the three, George Dobson in the middle of the three. And on the right side uh, was Karoy Anderson. Now, obviously changes were made for the game uh, against Wickham over the weekend, but that's that's sort of our starting point, based purely because that's who started against um, against Wickham over the weekend. Now, Mark, I guess let's get the easy one out of the way. This the defensive pivot of that midfield three. I'd be surprised if anyone's going to say anything other than George Dobson. Anyone in the chat want to say something? Let me know, Mark. Have you got an argument for someone other than Dobbo? No, not one bit. I thought it was the only nailed on.
2: Out of the 11, I think, I thought you can probably make an argument for every other position on the pitch, but you can't make an argument for Dobson, Um which with his racking up of yellow cards means we're going to have to think about that soon anyway. Um No, it's, it's Dobbo all day. And it, it's funny because I know all hell let loose had said, oh, Dobbo can't play as a defensive midfielder in a flat four. But if you watch how Dobson plays anyway, he goes from left wing to right wing to left wing to he covers every blade of grass in that midfield so he does a defensive job whether he's he's on his own whether he's in a two whether he's in a five he still does the same job um I'd like to see him I know he's the defensive midfielder but we've seen him score and I'd like to see him sort of like not gamble as such but maybe you know, sees an opportunity to arrive late, and you know he's got a good shot. And it, you know, it's. I think for everything we, would you know, and we really sort of like raise him to the roof, George Dobbs, and I think he is one of those players who, if he stays with us, will go down in re- with a really good status. Um. But I think it's a, it's only a selfish thing to say. You know what? Score. I'd want to see him score five minimum in a season. You know, I know it's not what he's there for, and it doesn't take, I don't want to do that, take away from everything else he does well, but I'll say, you know what? Help yourself to a couple of goals as well. Because for, mm. for years, we've been screaming, we've been sort of like happy to play it side to side to side to side. Get it within 30, 40 yards and have a crack, you know? Yeah. So, no, this is the only one i think in. there's no argument. I don't think anyone's going to come on here you know, watch who's listening and go, yeah, you can't play
1: Dobson. So that's the easy one. Mm. So looking at the chat, um, for for, the, for that defensive midfield role, I can't see anyone suggesting anything else. I'll just go through the list of other midfielders. Um, now, bear in mind that we're going to have three out of this list. It's not like the goalkeeper where we're only going to end up with one. So, and and anyone in the chat, I think I've got everyone. Uh, I did just have to add McGrandles and Kirk to the list because they weren't on my list. And I was just going for our squad list and there's two I forgot. So, I'd be surprised if they jump into the best eleven based on the basis I forgot they existed. But um, so I've got Dobson, Fraser, Kamara, Anderson, Terry, Taylor, Louis Watson, McGrandles, and Kirk as our midfield options. Uh, so uh, no one's going to replace Dobson in that specific role, are they?
3: No chance. And I guess as well, it's you're talking about players that are injured at the moment as well. So it's like we you would. For me, I'd always want probably Cameron Fraser in my midfield, but then how does that fit with a free? So mm. yeah. I think it could. Yeah.
1: I think it could. Yeah. So I, I think that will sort of be the discussion that comes up. I mean, Johan in the in the chat said uh Terry Taylor could play the the CDM and, and Dobbo could fit in the midfield of Campbell, but then you're asking Dobbo to go forward a bit more, which I think we have seen elements of this season. Obviously, scored that goal against Leighton or you know being inside the six-yard box would be massive nosebleed territory for him at, at stages in his Charlton career, but certainly not as much this season. Obviously, we saw him arriving late at the far post against Ipswich last season. scored an absolute weldy against Crawley uh, in the um, in the checker trade, whatever it's called nowadays as well. So, the other two, and bear in mind, so sort of in this 4-3-3 three, three formation, the way it's set out on the screen, it almost feels like you're looking at wingers, but you're not really it's just they're, yeah. they're either side of Dobson but playing more central. So, Sue, let's let us hear your two that you'd like to throw into the mix. So, let's say it's going to be out of Fraser, Kamara, Karoy Anderson, Terry Taylor, Louis Watson, McGrandles, and Kirk. I mean, I, I think there's two obvious choices there, but it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts around perhaps certainly some of the ones who might just miss out as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 seeing a lot of love for uh, uh, Louis Watson at the moment. Um, I actually wasn't there on Saturday, but um, I, yeah, it's like I said, it, you you're gonna have Dobbo all day long. I from what I've seen this season, I would be having Cam and Fraser. How that fits in with right and left. I don't know, but then oh, it's so hard, isn't it? Because I don't, I don't feel like some of these players we've seen enough of yet to be able to say, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that's why I think I'm probably sticking with Cameron Fraser mm. with Dobbo. But and yeah.
1: it also, yeah, it also throws another another spanner into the works actually, Mark. When you look at it, so again on that list, I haven't actually included the lights of the two Campbells, Chem, and and TC, because in my mind I have them playing in the front three, either either side wide. But I mean, as we saw against Stevenage, and I don't think it was his best game, Chem was sort of sitting a little bit further back. But then when he has sat, you know, in deep positions, he he laid on a superb assist for Alfie in the game against Fleetwood. So could you see a different dimension where you bring one of those two into the back line? And, and you know, because you're not going to get Fraser or, or Kamara playing in the front three, so that would lean mean one of those two coming out of the side.
2: Yeah, it's funny because I wrote this down and I've just seen it come up in the comments as well. Someone's actually agreeing with me. Um, I've gone for Chem Campbell, Dobson and Fraser. Um, only thing I think, if you have Pan in there as well, if you had Pan, Fraser and Dobson, you're, it's it's very workmanlike and good passing and stuff, but I don't think it's going to be as exciting for want of a word. Um, I th- I was really impressed with everything I've seen of Campbell. I thought Fleetwood, it was he he just got a batter in and he just got up and you know carried on and tried to carry on. And I just couldn't really deal with him. And like I say, it was a fantastic ball, really good vision for Alfie May, um, and I think. If you've got Dobson there and you've got Fraser a little ahead of him, I think Campbell can be that want of a word for luxury player you have in your mid-three because he's, he'll get back and he'll tackle and he's quick, he's very fast. Um, I think there are some people who are going to say, well, he's a bit unlucky to, for like Kamara to not be because he he's impressed as well. But I just think that would leave us slightly... Uh, static in midfield. I think the way Campbell plays and gets around, he's he's impressed me with what I've seen of him. Obviously, we're waiting for Fraser to come back for fitness, but we're talking about have the best level we we've got. Um, I think Fraser and uh, Pan can be interchangeable, and then Campbell can probably be interchangeable with other Campbell. So, and I haven't seen enough of Louis Watson or Terry Taylor to really go. Yeah, they they can be a good. I know I hadn't seen enough of uh, Tanai Watson, but I, that was my argument: was we have a specialist right back, player a specialist right back. I think in midfield, if you've got Dobbo there, you can have the luxury of having a Chem Campbell and Fraser. I mean, Fraser's not bad, you know. I'll put himself around as well, and a bit of experience can pick up a goal, good from a set piece. So you know, that would be my three. So I I would have put Campbell in as an option for the midfield because mm. I think front the front, front 3 would be a harder thing if you added him as available in the front 3 and not in the midfield.
1: Yeah, very interesting. Let's have a look at some of the comments. Um then uh Bernie saying uh, Louis Watson should be nailed on for the right the, the right side of the uh midfield. Michael saying yeah Watson and Dobbo both nailed on for me just after uh Wickham. Uh Tom saying Chem Dobbo and Scott Fraser uh, when he comes back. So that would obviously leave Kamara out. Daniel saying Kamara, Dobson, Fraser. Uh, Andrew Roth saying Fraser, Dobbo, Kamara. Uh, All hell let loose, pointing out that Louis Watson took a decent corner, which is obviously something we've not seen enough of uh, this season uh, or last season. Uh, Alex says, for me, Louis Watson just wasn't the player I expected him to be. I didn't think he performed all that well. Uh, I guess that's after the, uh, the the Wickham game. Andrew saying ditto to uh, Andrew and what Daniel said. Jim saying Dobbo, Kamara and Louis Watson for me. So, yeah, we're getting a real mix. I'm going to have to tally up these votes at some point. Um, Stephen said Fraser, for me, was very poor against Orient. still think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, he had a poor season uh, last season. Heart to shiny fields joined us a bit late. Um, yeah, Luke saying Dobson, Fraser, Kamara all day long for me as a midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bernie pointed out that Louis had one poor corner. Uh, all hell let loose is saying Dobbo, Kamara, and Chem Campbell. Uh, Aaron saying Fraser is a luxury player. Hmm. Yeah, and Tom saying Kamara is too slow and a bit messy uh, to start the game, in my opinion. He comes on as an impact sub and he can change it. So it's going to be interesting to try and tally these up. Uh, so Do- Dobson's nailed on. Is there any argument against Fraser or Campbell that, that you can make now, Sue, that's going to make me take them out of the starting eleven? Because I, let, let's say one of them's potentially got to come out for Louis Watson judged by what a lot of people have said. Have we seen enough from Louis yet? Obviously, I guess it's part of the question, but those two who we have seen a bit from.
3: Yeah, I, and I guess, I can't remember who said it, Tom, about, I wouldn't say he's too slow and messy, but he could potentially be a very good impact sub we did say see that in his first game that he played for us I think it was um just because of like his speed on the ball but I think yeah potentially we could think about I, I mean I'm if I'm honest I'm stubborn so I want to stick with the three that I've said but I um I kind of can see where we could look at having Cam as as that
1: impact sub and have Louis in instead. Hmm. Mm. Oh, it's so tough to try and work it out, work it out which way we've gone. Um a answer. Yeah,
3: then, I was hoping
1: he... it so I could just type it in then. So I, I think
3: rough. Yeah
1: go on. I, I think see see I see I'm still a bit torn about Fraser. Has has he so Kamara Kamara is okay like especially with his performances for Plymouth a couple of years ago maybe we haven't seen enough of him really but Fraser is he has he done enough like his goals we've got eight or nine goals last season the he might have got a couple more Mark but he, I always feel like he does okay but there's a little bit more we could get from him as well is that fair um yeah no that's fair um yeah I think it was
2: um nine goals last season some will probably correct me in the um, chat so and not a a great season for many of our team last year. Um, so I don't know if you took him out, it's not, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think if we would chosen sort of like for best eleven, we have, if they were all available and fit. And that's the thing. And like I say, having not seen enough of um, Watson, I, I couldn't in, in genuinely you know, put him in over Fraser because I just don't, haven't seen him enough. I think if I watched them both for 20 games, you'd have a proper opinion. Um, for this, I can't. I mean, I'm glad he's he's done well in his appearances so far. But if you're picking him for the best 11 we've got, you know, for out, of, out of a fully fit squad, I don't know whether that's a bit rose-tinted. So, and I agree, Fraser can go missing, but to be honest, there's many players like that who in games can do that. But he's also got that other thing where you go well you know he's you can see he's got an extra bit of skill which is the frustrating thing because we've talked about this previously and said consistency and that's what he has to show now once he's back to fitness gets in show consistency maybe if there's a bit more of a threat in the squad behind him he's gonna have to up his game you know 10 percent to to get to that but that's on him now so but we know there's a good player there
1: Excellent stuff, right? Just a couple more comments. I mean, Luke's saying that Fraser hasn't had a decent striker to play off for ages, he needs movement in front of him. May, uh, will be ideal. Shiny Phil saying, I think Fraser has to start, uh, when he's fit. Stephen saying, it should be TC, uh, Dobbo and Pan Kamara, uh, in that, uh, in that, um, that midfield. Um, yeah, Dan saying, How have we spent so long discussing Dobbo? He's nailed on no discussion. Yeah, I think we landed on Dobbo, uh, pretty quickly. No one's really, uh, Discussing uh, whether he's got any merits, he was just uh, he was nailed on straight away. Aaron's saying it's a nice problem to have, and uh, not like uh, previous years. Certainly, I think I think the easiest part of the side, and even then, that was quite hard. Was was the back four? So two of them were pretty much nailed on, three of them were pretty much nailed on, and then there was a little bit of a discussion about the the fourth defender. Uh, we went for Hector, but I I think that there was a lack of options there, which made it in a way, ironically, a little bit easier for us. Uh, which uh, yeah, which isn't exactly um, a good thing I guess Andrew's saying there's a case uh, for Tyrese in midfield carrying the ball through the middle, work in progress I'd like to see more, right Dan our uh, Shrewsbury fan is in the uh, waiting room so we're going to have a quick break, uh, when we come back we will turn our attention uh, to Saturday's trip up to the new med. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom find professional independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk
4: Hello fellow addicts, I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Ale House is based in East Greenwich. It has six pub the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Chomp fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your match day routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot,
1: Well, right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We spent the first well, 35 minutes of the show trying to work out which midfield we should be playing um, as our best 11. We still really, I don't know, we, we've come to something resembling a consensus. But I'm sure if at any point I put that midfield free up on Twitter, I will be getting hammered by some quarters because it's such a, uh, it's such a divisive uh, subject. But there is a game to, to look ahead to on, on Saturday. Uh, a ground uh, we've visited many times over the last few years with uh, varying degrees of luck uh, up at Shrewsbury. Uh, delighted to say that we have got a, a correspondent uh, from Salopcast joining us now. Uh, Dan joins us on, on chart Live. Good evening, Dan. How are you?
4: I'm good, folks. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, very good uh, indeed. Thank you so much for, for joining us on uh, this evening's Big Match Preview to look ahead uh, to the trip to Shrewsbury. Um, and as you can see, sort of scrolling along the bottom there, you're sitting in Seventeenth after last season's you know flirt with the, the top half. Uh, you know last season was a standout year really. Now you're you're back in your, your, your unfortunately your natural habitat. It feels like. Um, first question: Why 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 did Steve Cotrell have to leave? Because he seems to be doing quite a good job there. That is a
4: very good question, Lou. It really is. Um, we don't really know what happened. Um, you often it's often the case, right? You know you, you hear rumours and we, we think we know, and then something else happens that doesn't fit with the pattern. Uh, basically, we, we spent quite a lot of money last year. Um, it's probably nowhere near as much as other clubs in our division spent. But for us, it was a big overspend. And Cottrell almost certainly had a big bust up with the chairman. And the chairman said, you ain't spending that much money again because we haven't got it. Uh, and Cottrell said, well, if you do that, um, then, then you know, that's not my gig. Um, we won't be able to to improve on last season. And therefore, I, I won't be doing it. And so they had a standoff for a couple of months, which was a nightmare, really, because, you know, you can't really prepare for the new season when you don't know what's happening with your, with your manager. And in the end, I think they agreed to to depart uh, and uh, and is going to pop up somewhere else in in due course, I'm sure. But it meant that we had to start our pre season preparations quite late. So um, so yeah, Matt Taylor's come in, and uh, we are almost in our natural habitat, which is 17th in League One. I think if you ask any shoes, we found where we are most likely to finish in any random season, 17th in League One is about it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad uh, you didn't find that offensive because that is that no, is just so what so always right. seems to be it. The... <laughs> The only time you weren't there, other than last season where I said you had a bit a bit of a flirt with, with the upper reaches, was obviously the time you knocked us out of the playoffs. So the the one time we can go there, we, it... we can. But if you like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was our very good year. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we we were the victims of that. So I mean, yeah, Mat- Matty Taylor, as you said, has come in not on a great run at the moment. I, I make it was it five without a win in all competitions. Um, how has he sort of fared so far? Well,
4: I mean, not on a great run is a bit of an understatement. We haven't got a goal in September yet. Um, and we have only got mm-hmm. one game left, so I mean, as champ fans, you're probably thinking, "Oh God!" Well, they're probably destined to score on Saturday now. But um, but 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 basically, we we started okay. It's a completely new project. We've got a lot of new project players, if that's a thing. We didn't really know as fans what that would mean, but we had three wins at the first five, uh, and so you know that that was that was very very much beyond our expectations actually. But September's been tough. We've really struggled when we've gone behind. Uh, and that was particularly evident on Saturday against Lake Norion. Played well for half an hour. They scored. And then that was it. That The game was basically over. So we're not on the greatest of runs. We we need a bit of luck. We need something to go our way. And then we're hopeful, or at least I'm hopeful, that there is something there in the bowels of this team that will enable us to kick on. But September's been pretty grim. There's no There's, there's no beating about the bush with that one.
2: Dan, uh, with um, Matt Taylor coming in, has there been much of a change in philosophy, do you think, in the way you're going to be playing this season? So, obviously, Cottrell was, like I say, a very experienced manager and every manager's got their own way of playing. But do you think it's quite a noticeable difference and that's what's really sort of like uh, gone against you in the last few games? Well, I think there's been a a change in rhetoric, Mark,
4: Uh, and the the change in rhetoric is, quite frankly, we were going to play more football. I mean, the method last year was was really for the other team to have quite a lot of the ball. We would we would play three five two. We would we would break and we would um, we look to win games one 0 on thirty three percent possession. I mean, it's hardly entertaining, and it wasn't entertaining. And no town fan will tell you it was entertaining, but there was a modicum of method in it, uh, and and we we subsequently finished mid table. Um, we've now got arguably better football players. The rhetoric was very much we were going to play more football. The midfield was going to be more in the game. But quite frankly i haven't seen it you know a lot of the time the ball goes back to the goalkeeper and he gets it gets blasted 70 yards up the pitch um, we often end up with a back five rather than the back three we're still trying to play three five two so the plan of playing more through midfield playing to the feet of the forwards it, it's still a plan the, the evidence has been uh has been pretty threadbare that, that the practice is going to follow but Um, Taylor's a young manager, he's dealing with quite a lot of young players, and it does take time to get this thing nailed down, Um, but as I say, September's not not been a month that's filled us with a great deal of hope, Um, but football fans' memories are short, right? August wasn't that bad. Um, We we just need perhaps to give him a bit more time to really nail this message down. So uh, that gap's there, and uh, the big question is whether we'll be able to bridge it.
3: Hi, Dan. Just funny enough, I was going to ask you something about your formation, and then you've just pretty much answered it oh. within the answer to uh, to Mark. But I'm just interested, like like you're saying, you've got quite a young squad. Um, Do you feel like that's one of your your strengths? Because obviously, we're we're in a similar situation where we've got quite a lot of young players, and and it's like that unknown quantity. So you can tend to like go in with the shock factor to, uh, against your opposition because these players are untried and untested. So where where do you feel like your main strengths lie at the moment?
4: Um, main strengths? When you haven't scored a goal in September, Sue? I'm struggling a bit, if I'm being brutally honest. But, um, I mean, I, I, I think it's a fair question. I mean, we, ha- we have got, you know, Elliot Bennett used to play for Blackburn. He'll play right wing back. We've got, you know, a number of other players. Carl Winchester used to play at Sunderland. We've we got players who've been around a bit. Shay Dunkley, big... Big ugly center half, you know, he will run over his grandmother to win a header. We've got players that have been around, but there are a lot of project players in there. There are a lot of 20, 21, 22-year-olds who have come often through quite decent academies, but you're just waiting to see whether they can make that step up to to senior football. So the hope is that one or two of them have got it. It just it's going to be a little bit of time before we know which ones and how they're gonna how they're gonna express themselves. So I mean I think there is a surprise factor, but it's just as much as a surprise for us as it is for you. No, we don't really know what's going to happen next. I'll give an example. We've got a guy called Max Matu who plays up front, New Zealand international, done very well in Ireland, in the second division in Ireland. Now, I don't know much about the first division of Irish football, let alone the second division of Irish football. But by all accounts, he looks like he might have something. The question is, will we see it? So loads of question marks. We're, no, we're nowhere near answering them now, um, eight or nine games in, than we were back, on, you know, back in the middle, at the beginning of August. But um, I also think, too many time fans are glass half empty. It's probably the same with you with the Addicts fans. Right. There's too many people who are oh, sack Taylor now. You know, that's, that's nonsense. You've got to give a young coach time to actually work his methods into into players thinking. And if push comes to shove, 17th is better than 24th. Right. Um, so, mm. you know, I'm, I'm hoping that something goes our way and that kickstarts us into a more positive brand of football. Um, and obviously, I wouldn't mind it being on Saturday, but I guess you may see that differently, which is fair enough.
1: Yeah, well, I guess if you're after something going your way, perhaps that little bit of luck, you might want to see if Tom Flanagan can avoid playing against us on Saturday, because he is the man with the worst amount of luck I've ever seen playing against. So so obviously he got sent off at the Valley in the 6-0 towards the end yeah. of last season. That's the second time he's been sent off against us. He gave away a free kick that led to a goal. He deflected in our winner at Wembley. He got headbutted by one of our strikers. Uh, I think he's given away a penalty against us as well, but he's definitely been sent off against us twice. So you will probably be hoping he isn't playing, but who do you hope is playing? I mean, I'm obviously taking the mic there. He might be good for yeah. you. But you know, Dan Udo scored against us previously. I'll, I'll be honest. There's been times I've watched him and I thought, I, I don't know, you'd want a bit more from your leading striker. Well, but he has that... scored against us previously. So what, what, who are your, your danger men? And is he one of them? That's an interesting question about Dan Addo. I mean, the Port of Flanagan, I, I didn't realize it was a tale of
4: woe all against Chant, but he had another one just for good measure last year. He was sent off for a second bookable offence and it wasn't even him who committed the offence. Um, so that was, <laughs> that, that was duly rescinded. But of course, we, we lost the game because we only had 10 men. Um, so I already yeah, hope he Flanagan, plays on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and he might do, actually. Um, so um, Dan Danado, yeah, he's our, our, our go to centre forward. He'll probably play up front with Mata, the guy I just mentioned, the New Zealander who's been playing in Ireland. Um, Udo's big, he's strong, and he's direct. And he doesn't score many goals. Right. Now, that's almost heretical to some town fans because he is big. He's strong. He's a typical fan favourite. He's come back from basically 12 months out with a with a knee injury. So you've got to give him a bit of latitude. Um, but I don't I don't see him knocking the ball in from three yards after it's bounced off someone's bum. He won't be there for that. He might well score your goal where he runs 30 yards and beats two players. But I want to send a forward who scores ugly goals and the Doe's not that man. I mean I'm hoping mm. Matt has got more about that there, but but he is a fan favorite though because he's all action and all the rest of it. But I, I wonder if, if if you're building a team around him, you need him to be hoping to get 20 goals and he ain't gonna do that. You know, so yeah. so that that's a worry. I would argue that our experienced players are people like Winchester in the middle of the park. Carl Winchester's been around quite a long time now. He's got a, he can put his foot on the ball and he can pass it. When he passes it, we're more likely to play football. He was completely non-existent at Lake Norient on Saturday. I mean, it doesn't mean he will be this coming Saturday, but these, these boys have got to get in the game a bit more. Defensively, I think we're pretty good. I think the back three is pretty solid. I mean, Lee Flanagan to one side, but he's you know Northern Ireland international. He's, he's played at a higher level. Shay Dunkley's been around. He took Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, he, he played well for Sheffield Wednesday the year before last. Played at Oxford. Um, he's solid, but very, very, very good in the air. Um, and we've got a couple of other options. Dini, who played for Carlisle last year, took them up. He, he's not done much wrong. So I think we're solid at the back. I think we're quite hard to break down. The problems come at the other end of the field. And, and I think we've got, since we lost Jordan Shipley, used to play for Coventry. He's going to be out for a few months, we're, we're injured. I think we've got a real creativity problem. So, uh, so so that's where the issues are. Ideally, Tom Bayless, who plays in the number 10 role, would fill that. I'm not really feeling it, I'll be perfectly honest with mm-hmm. you, Louis. I, I, I like him. He's got a touch on the ball, but we just don't see him on the ball enough. So, so the issue is who, who's going to create those goals. And, and at the moment, I'm not totally sure.
1: Well, fantastic. Well, I'm sure you'll find a lot of teams do find that their creativity when they come up against our defence don't have to be all that. So you you might be you, you might find yourselves in luck this Saturday. Uh, Andrew saying I like Dan from Salop. So do we. Um, that was brilliant. Thanks for uh, coming on and give us the, the lowdown on Matty Taylor's side. Uh, look, looking forward to uh, to Saturday and uh, yeah, may the best team win. Thanks for your time, Dan. Cheers, folks. Much appreciated. There we go. That's Dan from Salopcast. Excellent. We've, we've had some really good... Uh, Opposition correspondence uh, so far this season. That was uh, another really good one. Alan's saying, uh, we really got to do these guys. Tom's saying, we need to smash these a lot to show them that we mean something uh, this season. And, and, and we won there last season, Ben Garner's only away win. <laughs> that was the game where, was it? Jez missed about three chances, but then scored a tap in. But traditionally, I feel like we often struggle there. One of the few times we've gone there and actually properly blown them away was was Bo's side when we went and won 3-0, where uh, Pratt scored an absolute screamer. Um, I think we scored a scrappy goal in the first half, maybe Lyle Taylor. And then Carlin had a really bad game, but scored a penalty uh, right at the end as well. So traditionally a difficult game for us. Um, I did ask um, the Addicts boss, Mickey Apples, uh, to look ahead to it very briefly uh, on Saturday. And this is what he had to say. Now three unbeaten going into Mm -hmm. Shrewsbury next week, which is always a a difficult place to go. It is, yeah. Been there many
4: times and... um... Yeah, obviously, they've got a change in management this year, um, which slight change in in the style as well. Uh, So looking forward to sort of going there and hopefully using the momentum that we've got over the last three games and and try and get another positive result.
1: There we go. I did say it was brief. Um, Mickey's not doing his press conference until tomorrow. So I, I did just ask for a quick line looking ahead to it. I mean, the... The 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 fact that we do go there and struggle doesn't fill me with the most amount of confidence going into um Saturday mark. Like I said, like we won there last season. I think we deserved we deserved all three points. You know, we, we missed a few good chances, but we you know we lost their scrappy late one under, under Jacko. Um I remember a four-three defeat there under under Carl Robinson, which was a bit of an interesting night as well. Um How how do you see this one for us sort of showing what we're about as a team? It was, I mean, it was a a good point from Tom. You know, it's obviously laced with the, you know, we we want to prove what we're about. So we've got to go there and show that if we are, I mean, we're talking about a team that sat one place below us in the table before we get too cocky. But if we are about anything this season, we've got to go there and show it.
2: Yeah, we have. And I think what we're going to benefit from is having another week without a midweek game. Um, and another week with Mickey getting his point across to the players. Um, Some of them, like I say, we know we're getting back to fitness, like Miles, you know, that would have helped him not having the midweek game. And I know it's one of those, you you used to work with a Shrews fan and they always took great delight when we played them at their plays. I mean, not so loud when they came to us because we used to tend to win at the Valley. Um, it's, it's, It's a strange one because I don't, it's not one of those grounds you associate us with just not doing well at, because I think we have had enough wins over the last, you know, few seasons to say, right, you know, it's not as bad as it seems. I think you you feel, you remember, do remember the worst results, you know, and it's sort of like lops, lops, obscure it a bit. Um, lopsided, I was going to say. So I think we've got nothing to fear going there. Like the guy said, he said, they've not scored, they don't react well from going behind. Um, And we proved when we went behind against Fleetwood that we could turn it around, which was, I know we're not known for that either, but I think there's a slight different mentality now to this team. And also what benefits is it is a fairly new, we do have some new faces. So it's not like we're going to somewhere like the Den where we don't particularly do well. And it seems to be like a monkey on your back and it's weighing them down. I think it's one of those ones where we can go to and we can, be positive, we are, they're not going to fancy playing us on on. A, I know it's a small run, but it's still a run we're on. So they're not going to fancy playing us. And like us say, now Miles is back and there's options and Althea's looking sharp, you know, Blackett-Taylor. I should imagine they'll look, uh, the, the full-back will look at coming up against him and almost be dreading it. And that's what we've sort of like got to play for. I mean... You know, someone just giving me pelters for saying I thought Corey should be better off the bench. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, he is a great impact player and great he can start. If he has their fullback once or twice, he's going to have him the whole game. And, you know, my worry is someone just clobbers him to stop him doing that. So I think we've got enough um, weapons in our armoury now, more than we had at the start of the season, more than we had almost like last season. So we we were suffering last season with a lack of squad depth. This season, we are loaded in midfield. But there's options there now. And I think that bodes well for us. Because I always think you've got to be optimistic in general with with, with games like this. And like I said earlier, let them worry about our strengths and not worry about them too much. And uh, we'll see where it takes us on Saturday.
1: Mm, Yeah, these are our last few results uh, away at Shrewsbury. So... Uh, one there last season, one nil. Then the two before, we had that horrible one nil defeat late on under Jacko. Uh, one all draw, you may remember in COVID when Johnny Williams got subbed off, uh, about 10 minutes after he came on. (laughs) Obviously, we had the Freedom win under Bo, which I said in our playoff uh, winning season. Uh, obviously lost a playoff game there as well. So, yeah, a a, a mixed bag going there. But, you know, as we heard from from Mickey there, we go there actually on the back of uh, three without the feet now, Sue. And that that momentum is, is important for us. Um, you know, I said on Sunday, I hope we've put the start of the season behind us. You know, and and unfortunately that resulted obviously in a, in a good man being let go, but a good man who wasn't getting results, and that's football. Now, you know, we can't draw a clean shape. We can't, we can't go to the EFL and say, do you mind if we start the season five games in? Because that that's happened. That's cost us points, a lot of points. Um, but we, we can try and see this as, as a fresh start for, for Mickey and see if we can put together some sort of run.
3: Yeah, I think that obviously the the team are going to take a lot of confidence from what happened on Saturday because Wickham are not a bad side. They 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 sort of playoffs. They're about um, the seasons that they have been sort of in League One. Um, there was there and then to go one or one then come back and win three one. I think that but that would have filled them with a lot of confidence. And I think added to what Mark was saying about. We've got players coming back from injury now that's giving us that strength that we haven't had, um, that Dean didn't have at his disposal. So, like, seeing the team line up on Saturday and seeing Chucks on the bench, amazing. Like, I know not everyone is a big fan of Chucks, but he is someone that can come on and cause damage. So, it's um, it's, I think... The lads would definitely be be up for it after that win. Having the week off break, that maybe a few of the lads that are, are getting closer to coming back or just coming back from injury, it's um, gives them that little bit more of a um, like energy and having that being able to have that balance of having a rest as well. Um, so yeah, I think having having those extra players on the bench that are going to know that if you are struggling a little bit. That you've got players on that bench that can make an impact whereas before I think we were all like whoa who's gonna come on and do anything um it's there's it's a very different feeling at the moment with with those players coming back and just it with, with the way mickey talks about the games and and what he's instilling in that squad
1: yeah um that that's uh, that's a good point another good point you know andrew's pointing out when I've looked at the results in the past so that's all history now we've got a different team and so have they um yeah which is obviously true but we do have our little um our, our little bogey sides don't we and it, it feels like shrewsbury is always one of them As i said we won there last season alan uh, winning breeds confidence let's just stop uh, the mistakes uh in the uh, defense so aaron's saying i assume we don't know about those returning from injury this week yet so the only news we've had so far is that terry taylor will be back uh after a concussion he had against stevenage uh, which obviously meant he missed the game uh, against wickham but i mean it it comes down to again obviously we've we've, we've spoken the last couple of weeks about best elevens but i mean do you do you massively want to change a, a winning side after the performance against wickham which you know it's easy to forget almost a week on that there were large spells in that second half where we were sort of on the on the back foot there um but was there anyone who came off the bench that you'd want to see starting so obviously Anike would have to rule him out from starting games just because that's not not what Chucks is about at the moment. Tenay Watson's probably the biggest one for me. If you can get him in instead of a banker, James is that is that a, a James a banker even? I should say, Mark, is that a decision you'd be backing?
2: Yeah, I'd put Watson to know Watson in at right back um, with with no with no qualms. Um, you can say right, you know, if he starts to cramp up late in a game, you can always pull him off and change it that way. Um, but no, if, you don't want to make change for change's sake. And I think if you look at what we've got there. Um, like I said, on the bench, it's nice now for Mickey to look over his shoulder and see Chuck sitting there and go, you know what, he can make a difference. Therese Campbell can make a difference. So it might be a little unfair, so we say, so someone like Karoy Anderson, if he's pulled out, um, and say, right, you know, but they are kids learning, he's got to learn that the place on the bench, you know, come on and do the job. Um, so yeah, don't change it too much. There's no need. Right back, Hector. That's fine. You know, goalkeeper is always going to be a toss of a coin. Um, I'd, I wasn't obviously I would saw a goal, you know, we I said, um, let in, but no keeper saving that. It's come through players, it was a great volley. So he, he gets another, he gets another week's grace to um show what he can do. I think,
1: mm, indeed. Uh, Tom says, uh, Chucks can hold a ball and sometimes score a goal, but these last few games has been too predictable and has just held uh, still. I mean, Chucks causes issues. I think uh, particularly the Stevenage game. Um, you, part of a question, I guess, and again, I might, I, I might be imagining this, but, I mean, Corey had so much space for his goal on Saturday the late goal against Wickham and I wonder if the fact that Chucks was even on the pitch played a part in that obviously the, the minute of the game and how tired they were but they knew they had a body in the middle that they had to they had to be wary of so that gave Corey that little bit more space that that's honestly that is the effect he can have on defences um so and and that that I, I wonder if that if that played a part Aaron saying I would like to see a banker at what he's like at centre-back I mean that's one potential because as I said we struggled so long to find our our best back four could he replace someone at centre back, and and then we'll see. Or is that too much of a risk for a you know a player? he's had a tough start playing out of position at the start of his uh, his time with us?
3: I've lost track of what the question was. We was talking about uh, Chuck, uh, and then we
1: moved on. Yeah, to the, sorry. So uh, yeah, the... <laughs> so I just I moved on to Aaron's. Uh, Aaron's well, saying he'd like to yeah. see what James the Bank was like at centre back. I mean, could mm. he be a swap for maybe Michael Hector? Is that is that messing around with things too much?
3: I, yeah, I think as well. Like, we, we I'd seen some comments earlier about James um, that wasn't quite as sort of infused with with his sort of level that he's at at the moment. I don't know whether you would necessarily. I'm. I mean, I'd I'd go with Terrell Thomas. So.
1: Yeah, but again, I think gonna... Tayo's probably out. So he's our only he's our only left back option at this moment in time. Theo uh, well. Eden's out for about a month, isn't he? So I guess Terrell probably has to play at left back. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so it, it, yeah, that, that's one sort of headache that, that that we've got at the moment, but also means it, it, it feels like a pretty straight choice for Terrell. And he's done okay at left back, considering. Um, Adam uh, saying uh, less attacking fullbacks means there's less pressure on Corey and Leeburn. Uh, tracking back, and that's a good point. Obviously, Miles did speak about tracking back at the top of the show. There, uh, Luke saying uh, Chucks and Tedich coming on definitely gives defenders uh, a lot to think about. Yeah, I mean that is that is the benefit when when we get to that last twenty minutes. Mark is Tedich can come on and Chucks come on, and they've both looked good when they've come on. Like especially Tedich has been a weird one because I honestly, couldn't tell you what he does, but he, whatever it is, he does it very well because he's won a penalty <laughs> and he scored a goal.
2: Um, yeah, he's from seeing the goals he scored last year where he where he was and he can hit a ball he didn't hit it particularly well on um saturday but it ended up in the back of the net so that's all that counted um yeah it's 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 like I say it's a nice nice options it's you know chucks as well tedich you know they're, they're bigger taller so if for some reason we are chasing a game you know they're, they're dangerous at set pieces um so yeah, centre-halves, I'd said last week about a Banquo coming in, but I wouldn't swap two positions um, straight away. I think if you put in tonight Watson in, you're not going to change one of the centre-halves as well. So it's I'd keep pretty much back four as it is, and then just look at the bench and go, right, go on. Go and show me what you can do. Make a difference.
1: Thanks. Excellent stuff. Right, Paul says uh, a banquer is a centre-back, not a right-back, not used to the pace of the game yet, though. So yeah, w- it would be good to see a banquet at centre-back at some point, uh, whether Saturday will be the time for it. Well, judging by how uh, poor St- uh, Shrewsbury are up top according to Dan, maybe it's a good chance to, to throw him in, but we'll see. We've run out of time, actually. i will just seen the time we've gone over time, if, uh, if anything. So yeah, thanks to everyone who's joined us uh, on Charlton Live, the Big Match PV uh, live on YouTube this evening or caught up on the uh, uh, podcast afterwards as well we really appreciate everyone who comes along for the ride don't forget to subscribe to us in your podcast app and on youtube uh, as well so you never miss uh, any of our shows massive thanks to dan from Salopcast uh, who joined us uh, early on uh, this evening as well mark and sue been an absolute pleasure as per always cheers mate
3: thank you very much
1: good to speak to the pair of you i'm louis mendez and thanks for listening to charlton live sponsored by the british institute of kitchen bedroom and bathroom installation we'll be back on sunday morning at 10 a.m to look back at whatever happens uh, up at shrewsbury hopefully it will be in a way win for the addicts we'll see you later <laughs>